Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Sports fans, you're listening to I Hate This Team, a Vancouver Canucks podcast. Uh, I'm Aaron Warner. With me, Stefan Heck. We're recording immediately after uh, the Canucks just beat the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1. Yeah, they beat, Stephen, the, they beat the shit out of them. I feel good. That was, uh, that was fun. Um, well, you know what's funny is, uh, so I've got my Keeper League, and within our Keeper League, we had... Uh, this year we started a survivor pool where every Saturday you have to pick a winner. Uh, okay. And once you've picked a team to win, you can't pick them again. Uh, and I I was undefeated so far this year, and I suffered my first strike tonight. It, it two, oh. It's two strikes and you're out because I did pick Vegas to beat the Canucks. Uh, so even when I need them to lose, uh, they don't lose. <laughs> But I had the it was opposite thing in one of my fantasy leagues where I saw that the uh, guy I'm playing had Logan Thompson in net. Yeah. And it was the second day of a back-to-back for Vegas. And we were very close in save percentage and goals against. And the only goalie I had playing was, um, what's his name, Shalgren, the backup in Toronto. Yes. And I was like, and there he is, Pittsburgh. And I thought Toronto would probably win, but I saw he was playing Thompson against the Canucks. I'm like, the Canucks have been scoring a lot. Second day of a back-to-back, I'm just going to sit my guys and let him fuck up. And he did. Yeah. And yeah. I should win this week. Yeah. So. Logan Thompson did not look good. Uh, Spencer Martin looked very good. Looked pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He made a couple of clutch saves in the first. I think we are uh, getting closer and closer to actually having a goaltending controversy. I, is it not there already? It might be. I think be. just the simple fact that you started Spencer Martin tonight means that we are in the midst of a classic Vancouver Canucks goaltending controversy. I think I think you're right because yeah, I just so I realized like yes, they're doing it's it's back to back. Like they play again on Sunday tomorrow. Yeah. But they're playing San Jose tomorrow, which typically you would give Demko the start tonight and Martin the start against San Jose. The the only thing I can think of is that they think that San Jose is going to be an easier game and that will get Demko that makes sense. back up and running. Yeah. But I don't think that's what's happening. I think what's happening is uh, Spencer Martin's been better in the win category and he won against Colorado. And so they gave him this game because Demko hasn't been hot and he lost to Vegas. Most I, I recently. just have to think Demko is. Well, I think it was Dollywall maybe who posted something about how Demko was maybe sick um, or just not feeling well. So so maybe there's that. I, I really have mm. to think he's he's playing hurt or playing sick or something. Apparently he was sick in the Vegas game. Yeah. So I mean that could have something to do with it. But he's just like he just hasn't looked the same as like he looks like a totally different player this year. It's crazy. And my Martin looks great. My but my read on it is Bruce Boudreaux really wants to keep his job, and so he's just going with whatever he thinks is going to win him games, which is riding the the hot hand though i don't necessarily think martin gives him a better chance he played well tonight like i was looking at the fancy stats for this game and i found it pretty pretty interesting yeah. um vegas had 73 percent of the high danger chances for really and uh, i guess they, yeah. had, they had a lot early on um 
where where Martin kind of held the fort down. Like early on, it felt like it was going to be oh, it's one of these nights, you know. And, and speaking of like Logan Thompson playing poorly, it, the Canucks only had four high danger chances the entire game. Um, Did they score on like all the, of them? Or I guess Pedersen I, had the breakaway. Um, yeah, man, he looked so good again tonight. Pedersen had nine shots on net. Yeah, man, man. he looks he, he is, looks so he good. Is you know what's crazy? I forget. I, I I saw this on Twitter just now, but his shooting percentage is like at his career level. So he hasn't even really gone on like a hot streak yet in terms of his shooting. Yeah. Once that well, happens, I mean, he's, he's I mean, just like a really good shooter. He is. Um, yeah. Um. Can okay. I want I want to throw this down. Uh, yeah. Do you think, given how Spencer Martin has played this year and how he played last year, is that a top three trade? In Jim Benning's tenure as the Canucks yeah, GM, Spencer Martin for nothing, and he's like a yeah. more than capable backup. Yeah, and it was future considerations. Of, I don't know what ended up even going to Tampa. If anything has I, gone, to I think Tampa it was just yet. bag of pucks. Yeah, it, it was just like yeah. here, here you go, here's your goalie. Yeah, I don't know because it was in the trade was made. I'm just looking at it now, July 31st, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't even like I didn't even know this happened. Until this, like, because I I wasn't paying attention to the Canucks until they fired Benning. So this was right. this was during my self-imposed exile from following the Canucks. <laughs> um, but is is that like a top three? Like, okay, I think. Y- what would the other ones be? Well, I think you have to. So, as much as I don't like the Miller trade in terms of context. I think obviously, if you divorce it from that context, value wise, like just getting him for a first round yeah, pick, yeah, value sure. wise, that's his best trade. Um, Though they mismanaged that value oh, by not capitalizing on it when they could, oh, so course. it's like, of course. But I guess that's not Jim Benning's bad. That yeah, wasn't his if, his decision if, to make. If so. you if you just look at that trade just in a like, so as as most like stupid Canucks fans look at the trade, they look at it in a total vacuum, completely divorced from any context whatsoever. Yeah, that trade mm-hmm. looks really good. If if you're just looking at what was traded for JT Miller, who scored 99 points last year. Is putting up points this year, even though he's not playing as good as he did last year. Um, if, if you take away the context, value-wise, that's a very good trade. I'm going to give that to Jim Benning in terms of value. Well, there's the OEL Garland trade. Well, okay, that's I, <laughs> the less we say about that. Actually, let's let, let me look through all of because there's probably yeah, they, I, I I haven't pulled up right now on on Cap Friendly. Uh, so there's Noah Juleson for and Yuho Lamico in exchange for Yuho Levy. I mean, that was a good trade. Again, if you take Get, context away of you picked Yuho Levy sixth overall. Uh, a third round pick for Nate Schmidt. Um, I mean, I guess they got something for him. Uh, the pick, the trade for Schmidt originally was pretty good too, you know, or so we yeah, thought. Yeah, that's that. That was like the type of trade that, you know, we uh we wanted them to make, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh man, I mean, I'm just uh, God. I'm just looking through. I'm on Cap Friendly as well. There's just so many shitty trades here. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? What? I mean, <laughs> these are so bad. The, oh my god. I, I guess the the Toffoli trade worked out. Well, again, that's like so. It, the that's another one where similar to the JT Miller thing, you have to completely yeah. separate the context. Uh, Tyler Madden. I think has had like concussion issues. So his value has gone down quite a bit. Um, but obviously at the time he was like a pretty highly touted prospect. Um, and then, yeah, second round pick, whatever. Um, it just seems, 
Yeah, I, I, I guess. Good Branson for Pearson as well. That one's all right. Yeah, I, I'll give him that one as well. Again, I, I, you know, I'm going to be repeating myself a lot here. When you take the context away of what he traded for Good Branson in the first place, yeah, <laughs> to, to get anything for Good Branson at that point is was absolutely insane. Um, Wait, did he even acquire Good Branson himself? Yeah, he did. That was the McCann trade for Good Branson. Oh, I haven't clicked load more yet. Yeah. Wait, was it? It was McCann for Good Branson. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. I'm just goddamn. I mean, oh, you know what? The Josh, the Josh Levo trade was not bad. I would say. Yeah, that one was pretty good. That was okay. God, I mean, he, there's really. You know what? Okay, Luke Shen, Luke Shen for yeah. Michael Dozato. That works. That's maybe a top five betting trade. This is. I mean, this is rough, dude. This is really bad. Tyler Mott and UC Okanen for Thomas Vanek. I know at the time people were pissed, but. Again, I mean, I think I would have preferred a younger prospect that, but whatever. Again, divorcing this from context, uh, we're going to be saying that a lot in the next like five minutes or so. Um, (laughs) Maybe there's a good one. Uh, Columbus acquires John John Tortorella and the Canucks get a second round pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that wasn't really Benning, but that was a good deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man. The fucking Brandon Sutter trade. (laughs) I mean, that was so bad. The Burroughs... That, that really helped the Penguins, though. Yeah. The Burroughs and Hansen trades, again, I liked those at the time. I'm, I'm just, I just got to the good Branson trade. What a fucking awful trade that was. Holy shit. Third, that was, the, the second round pick that year was 33rd overall. It was essentially a first rounder. Oh, That's man. So here's, a, here's an underrated bad uh, Benning move in hindsight. Uh, Vancouver's second in 2015, which turned out to be Rasmus Anderson oh. for Sven Barchi. Yeah, that was a bad one. That that did oh, that man. did not work out. Um, uh, this is a really good exercise in like why you don't trade away picks. Man, just trading a fifth for Philip Larson. Like, did that that didn't move any needle anywhere in the world? Like, what an insane deal. Like the Marcus Granlin trade, which you know, Benning Benning supporters for years were like, "Oh, that was a huge win for Jim Benning." I mean, I guess it was if you look at the rest of his body of work, you know. But goddamn, I mean, have higher standards. Don't don't let the Marcus Granlin deal be your high water mark. Like, don't let that be the benchmark. That's insane. The Sutter trade. Oh my god, I'm I'm just <sighs> oh man, the, the, yeah, the brand. The, I forgot about Brandon Prust. Brandon Prust. Jesus Christ. Well, you uh, use a Canucks hero. Yeah. Give him some fights. Oh, man. These are bad. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Forsling for Clendenning. Ugh. Oh, man. And then, of course, the second rounder for Lyndon Bay. I mean, that is just. That was a second rounder yeah, for Lyndon Bay. It was Lyndon a second Bay. rounder for Lyndon Bay. A third rounder for Dorsett, who I guess, you know, played okay for them eh, for a couple it was years. Fine, but... I guess. Who cares? Oh, the Kessler trade. I don't, I don't like that one. The second rounder was so funny because that's the one they got in the Jason Garrison trade, which I didn't necessarily hate, you know? Yeah. I mean, they Ga- needed to get Garrison rid of Garrison at the time. Garrison had pretty low value. If you get a second rounder for him, that's pretty good. And then to, to just flip it for Lyndon Vay, who was just, who did nothing for the team. Oh, I'm sorry, by the way, to all our listeners who don't want to relive this, but we are reliving this. Yeah. Should we, should we, we move back uh, but, to but, the present but, day? But I will say, I think given what we've just listed, I think the yeah, Spencer, Martin, original point. The Spencer yeah. Martin deal, I think, is a <laughs> that, that's a top three deal for Jim yeah. Benning. And it, Shout it, out. if you if you take away it, like if you if you include context, it might be number one. Honestly. Yeah. It it yeah. might be number one to get to get a essentially a starting goalie for nothing. 
I mean, that's yeah. a good deal. I'm going to give Jim Benning credit. I think that I'm might sure be his Edmonton number one deal. would love that right now. Oh, oh my God. I mean, they, I guess they won today, but man. They did come back from 3 Jack Campbell but... looks so bad. I'm I'm legitimately, I mean, I posted this in the Discord. I'm legitimately so terrified of Edmonton being in the draft lottery. They're not going to be that bad. There's no shot that they're I that hope bad. not. I mean, best they are... best case scenario, because I don't want them to make the playoffs and like win either. You know what I mean? I'm scared of that yeah. happening too, because they could just get hot and anything can happen in the playoffs. The Carmack more Davis that so Edmonton good. loses with McDavid and hopefully forces them out yes. in the next contract, the better. Yeah. I would rather I McDavid think... go to Toronto than Edmonton, honestly. Oh, yeah. Easily. No question. I, I, I don't know why. I just, McDavid strikes me as a shithead. And like, if he was on my team, obviously I'd love him. And you watch him on the ice, and yeah. like, he's well. There was a there was there was the whole talent, uh, but there was the whole clip of him walking around with that other woman last year. <laughs> if you remember that, so I do not remember that. Yeah, it, that was that was very funny. I'll see if I can find it. But uh, yeah, I mean, ideally for me, what Edmonton would do is finish like uh, like two two points out of the playoffs. So that oh, even, that would so be that beautiful. Even if they do win the lottery, because now if you win the lottery, the most you can move up is ten spots, right? Yes. Um, so, so yeah, they put in like the who who really lucked out like that it was Philly. It was it was New, New Jersey, Jersey well. with Jack Campbell. It was Philly yeah. and New Jersey. Although, granted, I think the year Philly lucked out, they picked Nolan Patrick. So, um, yeah, no, that was it was definitely. And I think the Rangers. Draft, I think but. it was the Rangers the year they got Kako, who again has not looked that what, good. What, I thought that was the Lafreniere year. Oh, maybe it was. I don't, yeah. I, either way, e- either way, it's not looking great for them. I mean, those are still yeah. like decent young players, but they're not who you want when you're picking first and second. Um, no. Connor Bedard was in town the other day, and he, he was yeah, in Victoria yeah. tonight. He still is, I believe. He's oh, is that, is he, that he's where in he's Victoria? Tonight? I know he scored four tonight. He scored four tonight. I think uh, a friend of the show, he's, he's in the Discord. Tim uh, Tim W was at mm-hmm. the game in Victoria and said he's just like absolutely insane. He's so good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, man. Okay. This is a this is a good transition to focus in on the current day Canucks. Yeah. Um, because it is the quarter point of the season. Uh, the Canucks are in terms of point percentage, they're twenty fourth in the league, and in the conference, they are like thirteenth. 12th or 13th? 12th. 12th. Okay. 12th. And it's, I guess it's, Wait, it's past American Thanksgiving now, right? That's, that's the, that's the yeah, point yeah, of the season. That's the mark, where, right. Yeah. yeah. So they're 12th in both points and point percentage. Yeah. Um, now, granted, if you look at the last week, it's been pretty good. Even the game they yeah. lost to Vegas, which was very funny, they still almost won that game. So, yeah. In the last 10, they've been just slight. They're, they're at 500. They're 5 4 and 1. They've won two. Uh, I just saw Drance tweet out. I think it was their last, where is it? One eight of their last 14, which is basically 500 hockey. Yep. But it also goes to show like how hard it is to make up ground. That's exactly it, right? And that's what that's what people don't understand. It's the same thing as, and I, I don't think this is unique to Canucks fans necessarily. Maybe it seems like it to us because that's who we kind of surround ourselves with. Um, yeah. But what I've really noticed with Canucks fans is they are so bad at looking at, at context and looking at the rest <laughs> at of the object league. Permanence. Yeah, well, it's that too. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Um, it, they're very easy to play uh, peekaboo with, but um, it it really is <laughs> annoying to see so many fans be like, "Oh yeah, look at our forward our forward group is so good. We have all these we have all these young prospects. They're going to be great. Our decor, you know, they're younger, but they're they're going to be okay too. You know, we have we have great goaltending, and it's like if you, just look at like other teams around the league." 
for five seconds and realize that <laughs> every other team has like a dozen Jet Woo level prospects that you're like drooling over, you know? Yeah, just, I mean, just watch any of the games. It's it's like, it's like you, a different... you see these players every night that they play against another yeah. team. And, like... and of course, those same fans would push back and be like, well, they, be, they just beat Colorado and Vegas. And it's like, yeah, they, they did because they're NHL players and it is technically an NHL team. And look, I enjoyed tonight's game. I enjoyed the Colorado game. I, I, mm-hmm. I, as much as, as much as people say, I hate, I mean, the name of the podcast is I hate this team. But yeah. I mean, it's kind of damning. The, but... So that does sort of, we sort of fucked ourselves there, but <laughs> uh, I do like seeing the team win. I want to see the team do well. I want to see the team win. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, obviously our opinions are known on what they should do this year uh, and perhaps next year too. Um, but, I'm nodding, but it is still very nice to see them win, and and you know it's a, it's a Saturday, it's Saturday night, it's hockey night in Canada. Yeah, then they you can, love they, seeing Pedersen score a, a oh a the one timer. We, t- we talked about this on we I think on the video on Patreon. Yeah, patreoncom slash hate this team. Yeah, check or it out. I hate this team. And uh, and then uh, reminder that I have been laid off. So if you want to support me, that's that's how you can do it. <laughs> um, no, I'll be okay. But it was great seeing the one timer. It it was great seeing them win a couple good a couple fights. The Garland fight was very funny. Josh, yeah, I love that's awesome. I love you know what, Dakota Joshua. Uh, I was excited when they signed him. Uh, I know he had good underlying numbers. Some smart people liked the signing, so I was like, oh, I should like the signing too. Um, yeah, exactly. But and he started out a little slow, but I mean, so did the whole team. But he's been like the ideal fourth like liner him. the last like month yeah. or so. He kicks ass. He's a big. I like guy. that fight. He was on the ropes and then he got himself back. Yeah. The I've. <laughs> Uh, so the Canucks have been fighting a lot this season, which is fun to watch. Yes. Like, are they, it's, uh, are they like, leading the like league a good in, fight. in fights? I think they, they have are. to be. Yeah. I think it's been like nine different Canucks have fought in like 14 fights. Yeah. And that was before the the um, Joshua fight that I saw that stat. So I guess 15 fights now. But does it feel like they lose more fights? Like they take a lot of fights and then lose them? <laughs> I, I think so. Uh, I think Joshua is pretty tough. Although yeah. I, I would say this was maybe a draw. The fight that he had. Yeah, I'd say that was a draw. I'd say Garland lost to Marsha Show. Yeah. I mean, that was just a very, that was but a very I mean, funny yeah, fight. Who cares? And then yeah, he got kicked hilarious. out of the game because he didn't have his fight strapped down. Because why would he? Yeah. It's, he's, he's fucking Connor Garland, yeah. for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. Another, so, so, another thing from tonight, speaking of the cool things that we saw, yeah. that the Besser goal where Hoaglander had some pretty good passes up front. And then you think JT is going to shoot and he like deeks to a pass. Yes, the bow that was dope. That was a very and that was a very nice. That seemed like a video game goal to me. You know what I mean? That was did. a very nice goal. And about that line, uh, this is from Cam Sharon. So heading into tonight, fifty six percent of chances uh, with or sorry, I'm just going to reword it. So Horvat and Miller together have fifty six percent of scoring chances. Yeah. Five on five. Horvat's only thirty six away from Miller, and Miller's only twenty eight twenty eight percent away from Horvat. So like very very bad. Cam says. Yeah. Hoaglander, Horvat, and Miller did together. Sixty-seven percent. Yeah, it's almost as if Hoaglander like is good at driving play. I mean, He's like a great forechecker. I mean, look, not not to not to once again bring up my fantasy team, but I I do I did trade for Hoaglander earlier this year, uh, and he's done like nothing this year in terms of like points really. But it would be nice to see him like get some playing time and like. You know, there's there was a period there where everyone was kind of worried he was just going to get sent out of the minors, right? I mean, I know he's going to get more playing time down there, but um, it 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 is nice to see him uh, playing well. You put him with good players, he plays well. Like there's there's players that just work that way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I so hopefully it. I mean, there's no reason you you change the lineup for tomorrow other than uh, putting Demko in, right? Um, 
But yeah, yeah, it's it's, well, it's nice I, to I, see I, that. I want to see Pod Colson play. I don't care. That's true. Move Lazar to center. Get Shellen Dries out of there. I don't yeah. care if he's eighth in the team in points. Uh, this is way better for the long term. Yeah. Uh, outlook of this team. You you need to get Pod Colson playing time. Maybe he's still like hurt. Kuzmenko looked but, good again tonight. Kuzmenko I, kicks ass. I think I just I just under a point I, per game. I can't find the stat, but I think it was in. Uh, yeah, in in his first twenty games as a Canuck, uh, he has like the fifth most points in his first twenty games as a Canuck. I think Pedersen oh, had yeah, number. Pedersen yeah. was number one. Bure uh, was in there. I think, I think Besser maybe was in, or someone was. Someone else was in there too. Sounds but, like that. Yeah, because uh, Manko was was fifth. I think he has eighteen points or so. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's looked really really good. So so zooming out again uh, and talking about. We're at the quarter point of the season. Yeah. Um, where is I going with this question? <laughs> right. <laughs> so the Canucks offense is going to regress, right? Because there's there's no way that you can, as a reasonable like observer, think that Pedersen and Miller are going to finish with over 40 goals and that uh, Horvat's going to score 65 or whatever he's on pace for, right? Yeah. So there's going to have to be a regression there. And you'd also think that like goalies are going to be playing a little bit better. So maybe it'll come out in the wash. But I mean, if those things do happen, if they do keep up the scoring, I guess they deserve to be a, a bubble playoff team. And if they don't make the playoffs, it's a fucking embarrassment. Yeah. Well, because like you said, I mean, I, so they're 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 punching above their weight in terms of scoring right now. But then their goaltending is maybe much worse than was expected. So like you said, if the scoring goes down a bit, it stands to reason that at some point the goaltending will improve. And so that will sort of cancel it out. And like, this is just kind of what they are. I think as much as I wanted them to earlier in this, early in the season, you go back and listen to old episodes. And I was saying, maybe that, maybe this is who they are. Maybe they are the worst team in the NHL. I don't think they're the worst team in the NHL. No, uh, they, unfortunately, unfortunately not. I mean, Anaheim is total dog shit. Columbus looks awful. I mean, they, and they've had the injuries too. Uh, Philly's not good. Chicago, Arizona, there, there's, very bad teams. The Canucks are not mm-hmm. good. Uh, they are. They are not I mean, a good team. I guess, but yeah, they. So they they're. How do I put this? So right now, over the last ten, they basically look like what we expect them to look like, right? A bubble playoff, which is team, like, like a play, yeah. bubble playoff team. Yeah, but they got off to a really bad start. Yeah. So, it, and it's just so hard to make up ground in the NHL that I don't see like. Is what they, they cap out at like eighty five points now in like a best case scenario? Yeah, I mean, I mean to make the playoffs, they have to play you know like an over a hundred points uh, in a season pace right now, and like I just don't see yeah, that they happening. Need like another Bruce bump, but because a lot of the stuff from the Bruce bump was unsustainable, but, right? But, like, but again, like if you're if you're beating Colorado and Vegas, like those are the games that you're not expecting to win. So if you can win those games, and then you win the games that you should win. You can pick up points. It's it's possible, but I mean, man, they really have once again dug themselves a huge hole, and I don't trust them to get out of it. No, no, me neither. Uh, so this is all. This is from earlier in the week. This is from before the Avalanche game. But yeah. I wanted to bring it up because it it probably bears mentioning. This is from another Cam Sharon article. Uh, so comparing last season's Canucks to this season. So last year they were fifteenth in Corsi four percentage. 23rd in scoring chances and 27th in points percentage. Okay, that seems pretty bad. <laughs> okay, this season they're 30th in Corsi percentage, 25th in scoring chances, and then 25th in point percentage. 
So their underlying numbers are actually worse this year <laughs> than they were with the betting team at the same point last year. So you'd think with like the additions that they've made, the fact that that's what they're under, that's what it looks like under the hood really makes me think that they won't be able to get back into it. And going back to the, the Golden Knights game from today, once again, looking at our fancy stats here. Now, granted, there were some score effects as the game progresses, so I guess you can't take it as gospel. Yeah. But the only period where the Canucks had better underlying numbers was the first. Were they... Right. Were they up 2 nothing after one? It was 2 nothing after yeah. one, and then 3 and they, nothing, they looked and good. then 5-1. I mean, the first like five the, minutes the Canucks, or so was a little scary, but they looked pretty good in the first period. Yeah, they looked fun. In the, in the second period where they popped off, they went the first 13 minutes without a shot on goal and then scored two goals on their first two shots of the period. Yeah. Like, that's that's not good. That's not a sustainable way to win. No. So <laughs> they caught Vegas on the second part of a back-to-back, had really great puck luck scoring again, and it lo- makes them look, I think, a lot better than they they actually were. Though it didn't, it also didn't look like Vegas had any realistic chance to get back, despite uh, way higher like expected goals. Well, yeah. Not way higher. They had their expected goals were fifty three percent to Vancouver's forty six. Yeah, and again, Martin was Martin was quite good tonight. Um, yeah, Vegas had a lot of re- really good chances. The one goal was like a very unlucky bounce off the glass right in front of the net. Yeah. There's not much you can do there. Um, so, I mean, I guess credit to Martin if if Vegas had 11 high danger chances. Yeah. Uh, but the Canucks looked at, like, their power play is winning them games, right? Like, they yeah, were, they I mean, were that, three that's for five, it, right? right? Like, they have a, to- they have a top real- five power play in the league. It is, it is a fastball, man. Yeah. Like, you get those players out there, like those high-end players, and they're going to look better because yes. it's... This is actually something that comes up a lot in uh, in rugby in Canada at yeah. a, like an international level because Canada's pretty good at sevens and they can beat the All Blacks and they can beat like really any top tier nation in the world. And sevens is like the, the super fast paced one, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like the one that they play in the Olympics. Right. It's the one that'll like come through and they, they play in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, so they're like quite a good sevens team. Yeah. But that's because they have less players on the field. It's like when you get deeper and it's like like the true like rugby world cup is rugby union and it's 15 per side. Right. They're bad. They're, yes. They're quite bad. And uh, I think it's the same with the Canucks when you only have the top players on the ice. Yeah. And also there's <laughs> one more of them than the opposition. Yeah. Damn. Do they look hot? Yeah. I mean, I, I think because you can't lean on like Horvat and betters. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think maybe the problem would be, and this is just, again, me speaking totally out of my ass, but their power play is very good, but like, I don't know how good they are at drawing penalties. I know Pedersen is quite good at drawing penalties, but I feel like mm-hmm. the better teams are very good at drawing penalties, right? Because they're always skating. They're always going hard. They're always going into the the difficult hard areas uh, where where other teams are forced to you know hook or slash or obstruct them or whatever. And totally. the feeling I get from just watching the Canucks total eye test is like they don't do that enough. Um, but when they get power plays, they score right. So um, if they can start getting more power plays, that that would be great. And again, this is I could be totally wrong. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know where they're at in terms of you know. I'm gonna look this up right now. So I can see if I'm actually being a jackass or not. Uh, let's see. NHL power <laughs> play stats. Yourself. Let's see. Uh, okay. So how many times have they been on the power play? Uh, so uh, in the meantime, here's a here's a funny quote from Elias Pedersen about tonight. He was asked how much he wanted to score on that breakaway. And he said, yeah, that and the other five chances I had today. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. He, I mean, he, he looked great. Okay. So Vancouver's kind of middle of the pack for drawing penalties. So they are like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. They're literally 15th in the league in terms of, okay. uh, in terms of power plays. They have, uh, 70 power plays. LA is first with 83 and Columbus is all the way at the bottom with 50. Um, and, but their power play percentage. Wow, man. I mean, Colorado's 33%, 34% really. Edmonton's 31%. Uh, Vancouver is fifth, 27%. I mean, that's, okay, that's very, very go. good. And then man, do you, do you want to know what, okay. Guess what team is in last and then guess what their power play percentage is. Last in the NHL in power plays. Uh, God, this is a tough one. Who hasn't been scoring at all? I don't know. Just tell me. It's Anaheim. I, guess. Uh, I was thinking Anaheim, but I was like, there's no way they're that bad with like, the scoring so, talent that so, they have. So second last is Philadelphia, and they're scoring at a 14.2% clip. Uh, An- yep. Anaheim is dead last, and they are scoring at an 11.2% <laughs> clip. Wow. They have, uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, they have seven power play goals this year on 62 chances. <laughs> I mean, that is, Jesus that's, that's unwatchable. Again, like that's, that's why the Canucks won't be that bad is because they, they have legitimately, they have a lethal power play unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you would, and you would think that their goaltending isn't going to be as bad as what we've seen throughout like the first quarter of the season. You you have to think that's going to bounce back. And again, if the scoring goes down, the goaltending goes up. I, I I don't know. It's not necessarily going to work that way, but you have to assume it'll balance out in the long run throughout the season. Uh, and this is kind of the team we're going to have. So again, I mean, it it is going to suck to watch this whole year and have them pick like 13th overall. Um, but I don't know. We'll see where they're out of the trade deadline, right? I mean, it seems like yeah. there wasn't much movement in the in in terms of Horvat this week. I think Darren Drager said uh, that the Canucks really want to re-sign him, but I don't believe anything Darren Drager says if he's talking about a team that Dave Nonis doesn't work for. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You know what? I here's something I think about Darren Dredger. Uh, you know, an office space where the the boss is like sweaty and having sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how I imagine Darren Dredger having sex. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I think that's pretty yeah, accurate. It's, 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 I don't know why he's like the only NHL analyst I've thought about fucking. Well, not me fucking, but like I've thought about his yeah. stroke game. Of course. And, I mean, that's, uh, that's normal. That's fine. Yeah. 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 And uh, I just, I just best, I, I just place his head on. You know who, you know, anyways, you know who can lay pipe is uh, Bobby who? McKenzie. No question. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Margarita for, for sure. sure. Absolutely. 100%. Um, he, he would be. He would be a dream guest to have on here. He legitimately seems like the coolest guy in the world. Yeah, he, he does seem dope. He fucking what rocks. Thirty four year old Thrinkerville. Man, I still can't get over that. That's fucking crazy. Um, uh. But yeah, Horvat. It's. I mean, if you're listening to what Darren Drager says, uh, the Canucks want to resign him. Uh, I don't know. I just we're we're basi- the- we're going through the JT Miller thing that we did last year all over again. Yeah, and it sucks. I hate it. I don't. I don't like where this is headed. I, I want it so, to. I want it to end with a trade. I don't think it's going to. So you would think that, like, if the Canucks management is saying, actually, we're not looking, is that to drive value up? I mean, or I th- is that is that just what fans, I think that's just what fans tell themselves, right? Like, I especially after last year with Miller, I I think we went through literally this exact same thing where it was like w- whenever there was a report coming out being like oh we the Canucks really want to resign Miller or when Rutherford would be like we when Rutherford would straight up say like we want to resign Miller 
everyone was like, oh, he's just playing like 4D chess and just trying to drive his value up. And I guess maybe he was, uh, but it didn't work. But then they just didn't execute on and it. They didn't so execute it's, on it's it. all for naught if that was the case. And they resigned him. So if, if we're headed towards that with Horvat, like I just don't, I just don't get, I don't get it. I mean, again, they beat Vegas 5-0. That's really good. And hey, who, who knows? Maybe a week from now, we're going to be like, is this team good? You know what I mean? Like if they, if they go on a run, they're not. They're not getting off the hook. They're not good. <sighs> I yeah. No, I know. They're I, mid at best. I, I I totally agree with you. I I, I know, but I, it does. They do seem like the type of team, especially given how hot their power play is. That's the type of team that can just go on a run like that, right? But then oh yeah, but then no, they could I just be shocked if they go on a run. But they're like ten more in I've a been, row. So I've been tricked too many times yeah, before, man. For sure. It's, it's I'm I'm not letting it happen again. No, I, I I don't blame you, and I'm I'm trying not to be tricked by it. But man, I mean, you get, I won't let you. You beat they're, you beat Vegas five nothing. Like it's not. I mean, that's good. It sure. is good. It is good. But I I, I don't I I I mean, look if if they're I, this is going to sound so insane. Like I obviously I would prefer them to finish like dead last and get a top three pick. That would be ideal. That would be great mm-hmm. if they're not. And maybe this is just like me, like getting older or just like being so like tired of the same old shit. Like I, I, I would prefer them to just go out in the first round because you know, or like get, get in the first round and play a playoff game. Like, so, okay, here, here's, here's what I'm going to put to you. Like, obviously it's always better to have, the higher draft pick, I think. But like when it comes yeah. down to it, the difference between like, yeah, if the, you're picking 16th or if you're picking 13th, that's like, exactly it. Right. Like the difference is not like every team's going to have a different list. You're probably going to get one of the players you wanted around 16 or 17. So if it comes down to it, you would rather have the Canucks. Like, would you not rather have the Canucks make the playoffs, even if they're going to get fucked up in like, the first round? From an entertainment standpoint, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's fun being in the playoffs. Playoff hockey's great. Yeah, like, especially with, with even with though you know it, building, right? Like, yeah, like God, like, I'm sounding like now. They won't go on a run. Like there is that little like whisper of like anything can happen. Maybe they're secretly good. Oh, I'm not trying to trick but, myself into that. Like I, I don't think but, they're going to go on a run. But yeah, but here's the thing: if they do scrape into the playoffs, I know you know what's going to happen in I know, the offseason. I know that's the they're problem. trading that first pick. I know that's like, that's the problem. It, it's just positive reinforcement I know. for I, for more bullshit. I know. So that's, that's they, yeah. That is that is the problem. Is that they? I mean, you hope Rutherford and Alvin are smart enough to know that even if they just scrape into the playoffs and get destroyed, that doesn't mean they're like a good team and a and a contender. Um, but you know how Aquilini is going to react, and that's always going to be the problem. So you're one hundred percent right about that. But did you hear uh, on this note? Did you hear Dave Nonis on Canucks Talk this week? Yeah, he sounds like the smartest GM the Canucks have ever had. Hire Nonis, baby! Oh my god! So if anyone didn't hear this interview, yeah, he was asked about his fateful last trade deadline, where there was pressure on him to trade for Brad Richards. Yes. And what was the deal? It was going to be like the, the Schneider deal was, it was, it was Schneider, Kessler and Edler. Jesus Christ. And, man. and he said he, he didn't do it obviously. Yeah. And the rumor is that that's why, like, like why he lost his job. And he was asked about that. And he's like, well, all I'll say is what I said before. I think when you're a general manager, your priorities should be, the team, not yourself. And I was going to do whatever was best for that. I thought was best for the team. So, I mean, shout out for Nona's for acquiring Luongo and holding Pat and, 
being the fall guy. Yeah. For, uh... Yeah. I was, you know what? Like, obviously, Nonis had his problems. Uh, yes. And, and one of his problems is that he didn't make maybe the big move when he when he should have. He would he held off. But uh, the Richards deal that didn't happen is not an example of that. And obviously, he made the Luongo deal, which is like unimpeachably good. Like that's the best. Yeah. That's one of the best trades in Canucks history. One of the best trades in NHL history, to be honest. Totally. Um, yeah. When you look at like what Bertuzzi did afterwards, like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Him. Yeah. Um, and there's no question that Dave Nonis is a better GM than Jim Benning could ever hope to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, it is just, it's very funny to, it's so funny to just hear like very basic common sense stuff. And we're just like, yes, Fucking thank you. Thank you for saying like like there's like it's it's such basic common sense shit. It's stuff that you and I both know. And so yeah. when we hear like a former GM say it, we're like, oh, this guy's the smartest guy in hockey. <laughs> Bring him back. For saying this extremely obvious thing. Uh and uh, by the way, the guy the guy who did the uh was making fun of Canucks fans on Sportsnet doing the Connor Bedard thing, that's Sam, yeah. Sam Cosentino. Uh, okay. is, is who it was a uh, total idiot, obviously. Um, I mean that, that is so irritating to me. Like Dave Nonis knows Canucks fans and he's totally right. We would tolerate a rebuild if, if we knew, yeah, if we if knew there was a plan, if there was a, like a letter to the season ticket holders, whatever you want to call it, Canucks fans would be 100% fine with that. Uh, so, and so hearing the national media over and over again, say they shouldn't rebuild because the fans can't handle it. Uh, that is total bullshit. And uh, you guys are fucking morons who don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Shut the Eat fuck me. up. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so speaking of like piggyback off of this, if the Canucks were to sign Bo Horv, like could they, is there even a way to do it? Yeah. You have to trade Miller. You can't, okay. you can't have both of those guys. You can't have both of those contracts. If you have both those contracts, you're just topping out as maybe a team that makes the second round. Um, like I, I just don't. It's just not. But like, it's, you're 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 digging your own grave, and if, and you're basically if, topping out as yeah, like a middling. I mean, team. if they can if they can get rid of Miller, I'll take a Bo Horvat resigning. Who uh, cares? I, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I so obviously, like, ideally, I would like to see him. So I think I would rank it like this. Number number one, I want to see him get traded for a lot. He's yeah. he's leading the league in goal scoring right now. Please trade him right now. Yes. Uh, number two. I mean, it's the Canucks. They won't. No. And they'll either stand pat a deadline or he'll get they, hurt. They never sell high. Be, the only time down. they ever sold high, I guess, was Cody Hodson. And, and that didn't turn out too well. So hey, lose that cast and still in the league. I guess that's true. Yeah. Is he playing for Arizona? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so they, so uh, he's he's still in the league, uh, quote unquote. <laughs> um, have you seen their locker room? By the way, I just I saw footage of it with like the players in it hilarious. when they when they gave Troy Stetcher like the the belt for like playing really well, and it's just like mm-hmm. I mean I can't believe that's the NHL. That's so funny. But uh, so number one for me would be trading Horvat. Just get a haul for him. Get whatever you can for him. But mm-hmm. ideally, you get a lot. Uh, number two. Oh man, number two, I think would be re-signing him and trading Miller. Horvat is younger. Horvat's like what three years younger than than Miller, so that should give him three better, like three more good years than Miller has left, logically. Yeah. Um, and you're probably still going to be able to get something of value for Miller, even with his big contract. Um, 
So you're looking at uh, Horvat plus whatever you get for Miller plus cap space, mm-hmm. which I think is fine. Number three, let him go for nothing. Let him walk. Mm-hmm. And number four is re-sign him and keep Miller. And, okay. and then just basically lock in this roster forever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what are you the same? I was doing some. Yeah, no, I'm pretty much on board with yeah. that. I think that's that's pretty spot on. Uh, I was going through and adding up the Canucks cap commitments for next year, which is just under uh, 69 million. And then the cap is, well, it's a flat cap. So what is it now? 90, 88. Uh, nope, 82.5 shows what I know. Yeah. So let's just say 69 for the sake of it. It's 13 and a half million. What's the best case scenario for the cap going up this year? If it does four, I think something like that. Yeah. So you'd have maybe 17 million. Let's say 15 though. We'll split the difference. And then you have Horvat to resign. Yeah. You have Kuzmenko to resign. Yeah. You have Hoaglander to resign. Yeah. You have Ethan Bear to resign. Mm-hmm. You have Luke Shen. Yeah. And you have Kyle Burrows. Yeah. So. And then you want to presumably improve your team. So yeah. I don't know how you're doing that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, what's Horvat going for now? If he took a hometown discount with how he's playing this year, a it's hometown like eight, discount, eight and a half. Yeah. A hometown discount now is like eight and a half million dollars a year. Yeah. Let's so okay. Let's go with that from our fifteen. So now we're looking at six and a half million left in space, and you have that's like because that that'll be Kuzmenko. Like that's Kuzmenko right there. He's almost a point per yeah, game if, right now. If he if he continues playing like how he's been playing, yeah, if he plays so then like this, then that's it. That's your that's your but, team. So, so that that assumes you're you're losing Kuzmenko then. Right? Yeah, I mean, which because I, you still have to. Yeah, so then your team just gets worse, and then you're you're back. It's you're just stuck in quicksand. You know what I mean? That's like you cannot you cannot re-sign Horvat and not at least get rid of Miller. Oh yeah, and 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 Dermot's also an RFA. Yeah. So I mean, those those other guys other than Kuzmenko should all be fairly cheap. Um, yeah, which is nice, but I, like I, I, there's just I mean, if you, if you qualify Ethan Bear, that's like another. I think two million. Yeah, I just there's just no way. I don't know what his QO is, but there's just no way you can if if they re-sign Horvat and keep Miller. I mean, you're just locked in to mediocrity for the next like decade, essentially, right? You you, yeah. you have to you have to hope that you have an outlier season uh, it, during a good draft year where you just completely shit the bed. And luck into like a top five pick and get a game changing wow, young player on the LC. Yeah, that's that should be this year. <laughs> Do it this year. I just don't. I, I yeah. Anyway, I, I, I yeah look. no. I I I can't square this at all. Be, like, <laughs> so you, for defense, you have Quinn Hughes, OEL, Myers next season. Yeah, Riley Stillman. Uh, but again, I guess Jack Rathbone. So, so Myers and Dermot under contract. I I, th- I think okay. I'll say this. I think if they, I think Myers is getting traded in the off season, no matter what. Like after his bonus after his is bonus paid, gets and then paid it out, only costs I, like a million, million dollars. In cash. I think yeah. I think he's getting traded no matter what, whether they resign Horvat or not. Um. So you, you, there's some cap space there, but then again, you're gonna have a hole on the right side too, right? Yeah. Like uh, say what you will about, about Myers. Like, like he he's like, still like. 
I, I think technically yeah, it, a top four defenseman. Yeah, like on a good team, he's like your fifth. Excuse me, you're, you're like or fifth, fifth. Of, yeah, fourth or fifth. Of, like your fifth defenseman, let's say. Yeah, third pairing. Yeah, and then if someone gets hurt, you're comfortable enough like exactly. playing him twenty minutes a night to yeah. to you know stop the bleeding. Yeah, but he is definitely not like easily your number two defenseman like he is in Vancouver right now. Um, well, I mean, it depends on your definition of that though. Because like Burroughs has played better, Shen's probably played better. Yeah. So yeah, you're not going to walk into next season with, well, maybe you do Hughes, OEL, Myers, Stillman, Rathbone, <laughs> and Dermot as your uh, not Dermot, sorry, Tucker Poolman as your six defenders is like even worse than this year. Yeah. I would imagine if they want to keep competing, they're going to give Barracue qualifying offer, which is two point two million. Yeah, uh, I mean, you you just and then like, that's not even trying to improve the team. Yeah, at all. if you if you resign Horvat, even if you so even if you trade Miller, or not sorry, even if you trade Myers and you keep mm-hmm. Hor, you resign Horvat and you keep Miller, you don't trade Miller. Like like you just said, where how is the it's going to be how the is, same team with a worse defense? Exactly. Like, how, how, no how is the defense getting better? Miller's going to be a year older. OEL is going to be a year older. Uh, you can't score your way out of these problems when when the when the forward core is not even that elite. You know what I mean? It's good. Mm-hmm. It's not elite though. Uh, and and again, there's no one coming down the pipe. Like there's no prospects coming down the, the pipe at all. Like, Do you see that Laker Mackey? Uh, he's concussed. Got, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel bad for the kid. Like he's, you know, I don't think that was a bad pick. I was excited when they when they made it. It's the first year, like whatever. But you know, mm-hmm. he's had mono. He's concussed. He's not playing great. It's I mean, I'm not a draft pick guy, but from this little bit of research that I did going into the draft, I wanted them to take the center from the same team that I think Buffalo selected like right after. Oh, Asplund? just because he was a center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Let's um, see. Now, uh, I don't know how he's doing, but yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm just not being a prospect guy. You just go on Twitter and see what the prospect people said, and they're like, oh, he dropped. Good, great shot, whatever. Oh no, 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 no Osland. Yeah, yeah, and he looks pretty good. Is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. They, they just, this, I think the, the Lecker Mackey thing to me is another example of why you need as many picks as possible so that if, yeah. if your first round pick appears as though he's not panning out, which can very easily happen, especially when you're picking in the teens and, and the twenties, um, that's, it's normal for those picks not to hit like that will happen uh, yeah. more often than not, I would say. Uh, that's just the way it is. It's, it's, it's a total crapshoot. That's why you want as many picks as possible. Um, and they have never shown any predilection to bring in more picks, trading players, picks, whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing that I'm reminded of with Jim Benning is how it seemed to me every year at the draft, he would have the same realization uh, and he would usually go on the radio and talk about it, but that realization was, oh, wow, uh, draft picks are harder to acquire at the draft than during the <laughs> trade deadline when, when everyone Whoa. is like ready to make their picks and is excited for young players and prospects. It's like harder to get picks then. The picks have higher value then. What the fuck? Yeah. And then that, that, that happened every single year. So I, I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm excited, and obviously it remains to be seen where the Canucks are standing uh, in terms of standings, but... I'm I'm interested in what this deadline is going to be like with Rutherford and Alvin having like a full year with the team. Um mm. and hopefully 
like a modicum of of control uh compared to you know what was going on with banning but i i, I don't know i this this team is so weird i mean again you wouldn't know it from listening to this episode but they they beat one of the best teams in the league tonight 5-1 and they looked pretty good and it Man. was it was fun the colorado game was a lot of fun you know so Th- this uh, this is this is kind of completely random but i wanted to see Pedersen's uh like against opposition tonight yeah he he fucking wiped his ass with Jack Eichel. Yeah, man. Pedersen is he, so good. <laughs> He's so good. He had a 77% Corsi with Jack Eichel on the ice. Oh, man. I mean, he's, he's legitimately... And he had 60% of the expected goals for. He, Damn. He's going to, at the very least, I think, be nominated for a Selkie at some point uh, in his career. Like, he's such a smart player. He's so mm-hmm. fun to watch out there. And he's finally getting penalty kill time. Uh, yeah, it's insane. and he like, gets it took a breakaway every game. Because it feels he's so like, on the, good at like he's so good at reading play, the play. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, man. He's I I love, but he's he is the the best player on the Canucks, like by far. Oh yeah. Even even with Horvat just like tearing it up this year, Pedersen is the best player on the Canucks Pedersen by has far. More points. Oh, and and I mean, I just I want to rub it in people's faces so bad, but there are so many <laughs> moronic Canucks fans who hated Pedersen last year. Who have always sort of hated Pedersen, and it really is the type of fan who does have that like anti-European bias, and those fans still oh, do yeah. exist. Unfortunately, they're out there. But I don't think I've said that on this show. But I, I used to troll the six fifty six fifty. Oh no, you, you said that in the first episode. <laughs> oh, did I say that first episode? Yeah. I thought I said that when I was when when I was on uh, the block party bonus. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But uh, I, I would text in and say that the Canucks are never going to win with Pedersen because he's a European. <laughs> Man, that's so that's so good because like how many like real texts like that were they getting at the time too? You know, like. It's it's just like so funny, Man. like <laughs> he's such a good player. He's he's so good, and he's still always gonna have that like oh he's like a soft Swedish player thing, uh, yeah, which is so insane. But that's like yeah. I can I I know immediately it it is nice I guess at least if I hear a fan say like oh Pedersen he's just like a uh, like another soft Swede. It is nice to see that and be like oh I can just like dismiss everything you've ever said yeah. or like believed in. Like you're just a total <laughs> idiot. Okay, so you said earlier that Pedersen doesn't even have that crazy of a. Sh- He's only shooting at fifteen percent, and that's like Horvat's cl- at twenty three and, and Miller's at twenty two, and yeah. he also has more points than both of them. Yeah, I think that's Pedersen crazy. is like close to his career levels. Yeah, um, so if if he starts, if he goes on like an actual heater, like it's just going to be disgusting. Like, like I, I said, I think I maybe said it on the first episode. I definitely tweeted it before the season started. Uh, Forty goals for Pedersen this year. I think ninety points for sure. Um. But I, I honestly, I don't know. I think a hundred points is not out of the question if he keeps playing no. like this. Like, he's, well, I mean, we're we're basically like we're over a quarter away yeah. through the season. But he's at twenty five points now in twenty one games, so yeah. that's completely within the the realm of possibility. Yeah. So I don't know. It was uh, look, well. It was it's a good thing he's only signed for what one oh, more year. Jesus, two more years? Girl, please don't remind me. God, that's going to be so stressful. Fuck, if, man. If they just. If they trade him, I mean, I don't even want to think about it, man. I love Pedersen. <laughs> he's he's one of my favorite Canucks of all time. I think just because like I was so invested in him when they drafted him, and like yeah, I I mean I've I've I deleted a bunch of my old like I deleted the hockey dipshit account and then came back, so all my old posts are gone. But literally, I had that post in like February of his draft year, uh, twenty seventeen, whenever it was, saying like I want the Canucks to draft Elias Pedersen. And I like had that down on paper, and I remember 
fucking Jason Botchford quote tweeting it like three years later being like, this guy knew this guy, this guy was right. <laughs> That's like my proudest, like called shot, uh, as, as a hockey fan, like ever to like, to like call that shot in like a draft year is like, I was so, I'm still so impressed with myself, you know? So like I have that like extra personal investment in him, but like, man, if he, if he gets traded I, on the one hand, if he gets traded, I'll be happy for him not having to play for the Vancouver Canucks anymore. But, That'd be so heartbreaking, oh man. Oh my God, man. He's so, he's just so fucking cool. He's just such a cool guy. And, <laughs> and he seems like a really nice guy off the ice too. And he's got like good politics. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and like, I I don't know. He's the I man. Just, he really does rock. God damn it. We don't deserve him. No, we don't. You want to hear my, my Botchford story? Sure. So there like years ago, it was probably like 2012 or something, 2013. There was rumors that the Canucks were in on getting Zach Parise. I think maybe it was like before was it was definitely before it was when he was in New Jersey still. Yeah. And I said, if that happens, I'm going to jack off so much until they're like, I'm not even coming anymore. Like there's just ghosts and dust coming out. (laughs) And this was when Parise was like a trending topic on Twitter. (laughs) And Botchford followed me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. (laughs) I don't don't even know if we even interacted after that. That's really good. Well, Botchford was the guy who, uh, who, who posted the, the quote about the Joe Thornton quote. After Tom, uh, Hurdle, oh, Hurdle yeah. scored four goals, and then Thornton was like, "Oh, if that was me, I'd be, uh, I'd take my cock out and be jacking my cock off <laughs> until I came." <laughs> and then everyone was like, "So mad at Botchford for like breaking the unwritten rules of like, hey man, like that's not like a you don't quote the guy. It's just like that's just the guy saying in the locker." And Botchford was like, "I don't know, it was like funny," and it was, it was very funny. <laughs> God, man, he was so good. Uh, I can't find the tweet about jacking off, but I did say in 2011, after they lost the cup, um, if if as a Canucks fan, you wouldn't perform blood magic in order to acquire Parise. Seriously, Snyder, Hodgson, and Sammy is nothing. <laughs> I, I, that's a correct take. Yeah. Well, I don't, if they traded Snyder for him, they wouldn't have Horvat. So I guess maybe not a correct take. But. Yeah, and I guess you'd maybe end up signing. You might end up signing Parise to that uh, huge contract. That you'd go to Minnesota anyway, so. Maybe I wasn't right. Oh boy! But hey, hindsight's hindsight's twenty. It's so crazy that's like ten years ago, and like I'm still not like I, I'm not I'm not used to players from ten years ago being like old players now. You know what I mean? Like they still yeah, in my head seem like young, up. like young prospects, and like they're not. They're old now, well, and, we're, and we're, we're old now. We're, we're at that interesting age, right? Like very shortly. Yeah. Like quicker than we want to admit. We're going to be the the Gen X hockey commentators that are really happy that Craig Anderson's in the league. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Because, like, Fuck. I mean, Sid the Kid, still old, older than me, but uh, once, like, him and Ovi leave, that's That's, that's going to really be gonna, so weird, man. That's going to hit different. And that's coming soon, too. I think Ovechkin is going to break Gretzky's record for goals, which is going to be insanely cool. I sure hope he does. He's only, like, 110 away, I think, right now. Like... Let me see. NHL goal scoring leaders all time. Oh he's, he's like, yeah, like he's like I'm... 10 behind Gordie Howe, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. So, okay. So Ovechkin has 791 right now, which is mm-hmm. obscene. Uh, Gordie Howe has 801. So, so Ovechkin is, Ovechkin is nine goals away from 800, which is insanely cool already. Yeah. Uh, 10 goals away from tying Gordie Howe. Uh, and then yeah, 103 goals away from, from Gretzky's record. Like if he plays like three God or four damn. more years and it's just like a power play poacher kind of thing, even for the last couple, mm-hmm. like I think he'll hit that. He can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, he does. I think he can a hundred percent do that. 
I mean, what is he at this year for goals? He's already at he's already at eleven goals this year in twenty three games. Jesus, like he's on pace for another forty goal season. He doesn't quit, man. No, he's he's probably going to score forty goals again this year. So, and that's with like multiple. Was is it more than one lockout? I think it might have been. And then also two, like two, yeah, and COVID and COVID as well. Like if you if you take that away, like if if he was playing those games, he would already have he'd already have like eight hundred and twenty goals or whatever. Probably he so. missed his rookie season due to that lockout. That's what it because was because him yeah. and him and Crosby were came rookies in the same, same year. year yeah, but right. he's a year older. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, he's it, it sucks to like look at that, right? Like he he could he could have like passed. Gretzky by now potentially, you know, or, oh, or at yeah. least be pretty close. So I that's something that I I, I keep forgetting about, but it, that's going to be very fun to watch. I think for the next couple, yeah, of years. that's going to be like a fun off season conversation every year. Like, yeah. how much will he regress? Do you think he can do it? Yeah, will he stay healthy? But before we wrap up, I wanted to bring up Pedersen and the Bo Horvat thing again. Yeah, I did some. So Pedersen signed for next season. Yeah, uh, but that means. As yeah, actually, on July first, they can start thinking about re-signing Pedersen as well. Okay, I mean, I which really, they should do. They really his, should. His qualifying offer is eight point eight million, and I believe if he signs that, it walks him to free agency. Mm. So that's the other thing about if you try and re-sign Horvat. Horvat, yeah. What? How are you going to re-sign Pedersen? You have to that's get rid of Miller into at your Pedersen money, yeah. man. Pedersen's going to be ten, eleven million easy. Like easy, like I, I, they have quite a bit of money coming off the books for uh, twenty twenty five, twenty six. Like yeah. the only defensemen under contract are Hughes and OEL, and the only other forwards are Garland, Mikheyev, yeah. and JT right now. So it's not like they don't have space, but yeah, damn. Oh man, god damn. Look, well, good I, times. I, I, if you're <laughs> if you're not a Canucks fan, you'll never really understand this. Yes, the Canucks just beat Colorado, and they just beat Las Vegas, and we're happy about that. But we're never going to be happy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, there's there's one way we could be happy, and it's if they yeah. get Connor Bedard. But uh, I, I was happy once in my life, and it was when I was at Game Two in 2011 in the Stanley Cup Finals, and Burroughs scored an overtime. Oh my and God! Do nothing. God damn. That was the only time I was happy. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck, man. And I guess I was happy when they beat Chicago and when BX scored the station goal. Yeah. But the thing is, you can't, now you can't look back at those memories in like a happy way. It's like impossible because you know what comes after. You know what I mean? It sucks. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> it was still a fun experience. It, it was. Like it going was a down, cool experience, like, but... like partying on the streets and stuff. Sure. So I could kind of separate the two in my mind. But then I like imagine what it would have been like to see those players raise the cup, and oh, I just it just get, gets so I get I overwhelming sadness. Oh man, maybe one day. Uh, Fuck yeah, maybe one day when Pedersen is 30, 31. Yeah, yep. and you're like, well, maybe, maybe he'll be able to maintain his play for another couple of years with whatever the new young core is. I mean, that's why is, I, I want the Canucks to hire all the 2011 team to the front office so that if they ever win, <laughs> they'll all get cup Yeah, rings, they all you get know? Yeah, the Sedins better not leave. Oh. They better be like the next GM or yeah. something. I don't know. God. But... Uh, well, thank you, everyone. Yeah, like, for One, la- one yeah, last yeah. sad thing. I forget about yeah. the tweet about like... Uh, it was like in 2014 about, you know, by the time like... Bo Horvat's going to be old and the team still isn't going to be ready to contend. <laughs> and it's definitely going to be the same thing with Hughes and Pedersen, man. Uh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh, no. 
It's like, you guys aren't ready for Horvat being a pending UFA and the team still hasn't been good yet. Yeah. Well, y'all aren't ready for Quinn Hughes to be a pending UFA and the team isn't good yet. It'll happen. It's going to happen. God damn it. Well, on that note, <laughs> thanks, thanks for everyone. listening, everybody. Uh, uh, come come join the Discord. Stuff. Yep. yep. Sign up on the Patreon. We're doing, we'll be doing more. So I, I mentioned it briefly uh, earlier. Uh, I did get laid off from my day job. It's good news. I was pl- I was planning on quitting my job anyway in January. Uh, so it's it's only good news. I'm going to be streaming full time, doing blocked party full time, and doing this full time. Uh, so what that means is we'll most likely be doing more bonus episodes than the two yeah. we had planned every month. We'll, so, we'll probably aim for weekly, depending on schedules again. But I, think I think so. It's a pretty pretty yeah. safe bet. I think so. So so come sign up on the Discord. Uh, is it Patreon.com/slash I hate this team. I hate this team. Go check it out. Uh, sign up on the Patreon. The Discord is great. Thank you, everyone who's posting in there. It's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of good posters in there. Uh, ha- yeah. Having a good time. Uh, but thank you. And we will come hang out with us in the beer nerd, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in the Discord, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.